Thank you for tuning in. My name is Sophie and I'll be leading the political segment of this podcast. Now, this segment will focus on civil servants, digital and political activism in the MENA region and how Arab people for centuries have been squashed by dictators, totalitarian leaderships and things are actually starting to change. Now, in the Arab world, maybe similar to China, the people are not heard, their voices are faint. And if they do try to make a noise or try to rise up or complain, they're usually packed up, put in jail and told to shut up. So it's a big fear mongering uh, technique that takes place in the Arab world. Now, Lebanon, it was a country that was viewed by most as different, democratic, freedom of speech. Um, people weren't veiled. They were allowed to go out, drink, party. There were harmonious living between religions. We have 18 different sects. So Lebanon was seen as different. However, the truth has come to light. Those in power have started to show their deceit, corruption, and heavy-handed leadership. And all of this is bellowing to the surface. I have decided to talk to a couple of people that are on the ground that have been fighting for their basic human rights now since October 17, 2019, when the revolution in Lebanon kicked off. Today, I have invited Sam Al-Khoudi. He is a person who's been on the ground since that day. So it's been nearly a year. And since then, he's been gassed, bombed and beaten. So... Sam, thank you for joining us today. And we are all very interested to hear why you went down to the street a year ago and why are you still there? Hey, so thank you for having me, first of all. Um, I like the introduction of the tear gas. <laughs> uh, to answer your question real quick, um, I'm going to disregard the political side and all the corruption these people have got us into. Uh, if we just have like a little bit of humanity in us and we see how the people of our own country around us are living and literally living in hell and misery, um, I believe every single person should take the streets. And um, this is my uh, humanitarian side. Now, if we want to talk about the political side of it, I mean, these people are quite, uh, they have proved to us, they have sh showed us that they are really um, ruthless, ruthless criminals. They are careless and they are, they are like as a, a big gang working on destroying and exploiting Lebanon for almost four or five decades now. Well, a lot of us, well, not I wouldn't call myself, but a lot of people have been referring to them as mafia ruled or the oligarchy. I mean, there's a lot of people that have made comments, really strong comments against them, which was something we haven't really heard in Lebanon re previously. Maybe the population knew it, but it wasn't being voiced. Now, a lot of this is being voiced. Um, a lot of people are speaking out against the government. A lot of them are, are finding the bravery and uh, to, to fight no matter what type of fear mongering is being taken place, i.e. yourself and a lot of other people. As you said, your humanitarian side wants you to go down to the street. But how are these civil movements actually driving change in the country? And going to the streets, is it actually proving to be successful? 
Okay, so basically the people that are expressing themselves and being more vocal are the people from our generation, are the people that are mostly fed from wars and gangs and whatever crimes there are, and are people that actually know and want to live together. So this is this also played a major role because we really don't, uh, we have nothing to lose anymore. We lost our past, we lost our present, and as if we're losing our future. So why stand and and remain silent? We I, I believe we learned from our parents. They all they have all lived throughout the civil war and other wars, but they never ex- ex- explained to us why was it bad and why shouldn't we fight against one another. We actually had to learn it uh, ourselves. So this well, you've is had to also learn it the hard way, haven't you, Sam, by going down and learning how to get tear gassed. And we, we actually, the civil movement is trying to be very aware and up to date and their use of social media. Use of social media. No, this, yeah, is the, all, uh, this is all helping. But is this sustainable, Sam? Is this going to make a difference? Okay, so usually we have to create strategies for sustainable protests. And uh, uh, protest movements, uh, they are there to actually convey a message effectively and uh, in a way to influence other people that are still at home or maybe not aware of the whole cause. Uh, But in order to achieve these goals, it's not easy to reach there and it's not easy to... um, uh, to create a, 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 a new tactics for the protest and to remain, uh, uh, to keep these protests and movements sustainable. Uh, so we, basically when people go protest, it's because there are a lot of negativity or bad things happening. So uh, as protesters, we have to um, voice out the solution and the alternatives. And this is how we can keep a protest and a movement sustainable. And this, this is what I personally believe in. Now, you, you just referred to yourself as a protester. Um, however, from what I've witnessed and seen, you're more than that. You, I wouldn't say you're a leader, but you, there are a lot of people that look up to you. There are a lot of people that listen to you. Um, you were going live while they were trying to dig the supposed bodies from under the rubble that had been there for nearly a month. You um, go live when you're on the ground protesting and you're rallying people, you're directing people, you are telling them where they can be safe, how to be safe. So I wouldn't call yourself a protester. I would say you're a driver of change and um, you actually have uh, a lot of credibility behind you with the following that you have built in this last year. Now, what, what message do you give to these people? Because as we've seen, these protests have started to fizzle out. A lot of people that used to go to the ground don't believe that going to the ground is making a difference. They believe that if they're there, they're just sitting ducks to be attacked by the government or beaten by the government. So I know that we can sit here, you and I, and say, come on, let's hit the streets, let's make a difference, You know, let's voice our concerns, let's show our frustration. However, you've been consistently met with violence, and um, aggressive behavior and complete uh, nonchalant attitude. So my, how can this now be taken to a step where the people's voices are represented? We can't continue talking about strategy a year later and have no representation. No, we can't. And the, 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 the only way to actually make a change is to be inside the parliament. 
but uh, not as a person, but as a as many people around, um, as a civil uh, society. I mean, uh, but but protests on the ground shouldn't stop. It's like a way to. Uh, to remain and keep on the pressure on the government. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have anything to pressure anymore, neither economy nor tourism nor, or nothing left. But uh, the people shouldn't stop expressing themselves. And the only way to express themselves is to take the streets. Uh, okay, like the, the, the social media was a major uh, tool in our, uh, in our revolution and still is, but it's not enough. It's not enough to actually make a change. I I kind of understand the, the the point you said that it will not lead anywhere, but it 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 also wouldn't take ten months to to change. It, it's gonna take a bit more. So that's what keeps me going. I I, I don't know. <laughs> well, Sam, my question to you now is there is a lot of brain drain that's taking place in the country. People are getting on planes, people emigrating. You had a lot of youth that were, take, that were really fighting. They were the drivers of change last year. The students um, at high school, the students at university, they were refusing to go. They were on the streets. They were standing for their rights. A lot of these students have been put on planes by their parents and told to get out. So how, how without the youth and without the help, you're like a minimal section of humanity in Lebanon, or humans in Lebanon, they're trying to make a difference. You're easily targeted, easily squashed, easily pushed to one side by what, we are, what people are referring to as a mafia-led government. Why, why hasn't this civil movement that is strong and does have a following come together and start to do pol something politically, set up the groups, properly strategize and stop referring to themselves as protesters? Okay, to answer the youth part, uh, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, a lot of uh, students have been oppressed as well uh, from their universities or from other political parties uh, and even oppressed by their parents, which is quite sad at this time of, at this period of life, uh, I believe like uh, this, this young generation should take their own uh, decisions and not uh, controlled by their parents. Because if you are controlled by your parents, is, it's the same as if you are con controlled by the government. Yes, you're controlled uh, by fear. Absolutely. Um, so, and, and, and when you're controlled by fear, it, it that creates some sort of anger inside you. So people will be more angry, and, but this is a different subject. Uh, to answer the part of the why hasn't the group come together or not, um, at this point, we are. We are actually communicating. We are actually organizing ourselves. But uh, these kind of things can be put out there before having something concrete in hand. Uh, we are facing as I said before, ruthless criminals. They don't care if I die for, for Lebanon. They don't care if 10,000 others died and it happened. Uh, so if we just come out now and, okay, here's the plan, let's do it, they, it will backfire on us. Things have to be dealt with uh, very carefully. Um, when something concrete is out there and when something like a smart strategy to actually face these people and create a political front, 
I, I believe it's going to happen very soon. Uh, also, don't forget, in the past election, elections, 51% of the people didn't vote. Only, only 49% of these people voted. And if you like um, dissect this 49%, you will see that probably 20 were forced, 10 others were paid, or five others were brought from different countries, and the rest was like emotional voting. Yeah, I I would vote for this guy because he's my, I don't know, he's a cousin or whatsoever. So a change, the change is already happening. We are part of this change and we are this change. Now, in order to actually um, win from this change, we will have to put our egos aside. We will have to be a bit selfless and just join forces with other civic movements in order to work together and eventually create this political front that can fight these people politically and not in the streets because at the end we are not thugs we are not bad people we are really we are good people we are nice people and if we want to create a new lebanon it shouldn't be created out of blood and misery and fights it should be created politically uh, wisely and democratically democratically <laughs> Sam, I just wanted to thank you for being with us today. Our audience really, really appreciates the raw truth. I mean, this is why we have this podcast on Levant X. It's an NGO. There are no pressures from above telling us what we can say, what we can't say, who can speak and who can't speak. This is a reason that we need more people like you, more people like the people you are associated with, speaking up, talking, but organizing themselves in a way that others know how to follow. Because currently, if I want to put myself in a situation, I wouldn't know who's who, what's what, where do I go, who do I believe? Is it Gino? Is it Sam? Is it Moeen? Is it, is it, is it? So you have like this whole list. And I think this is the discussion that I wanted to have with you today, because I know this is a question on nearly everyone's mind who does want to change this country or work to change this country, whether they're in Lebanon or the diaspora that is living outside Lebanon. But who are they talking to? Who are they voting for? What are they working with? These questions are still very evident and are still very unanswered. So hopefully, yes. as you said, in the next coming weeks, things will be a lot more clearer and, 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 and the average person will know what, what to do. Uh, absolutely. And the average person and everyone else has uh, lost trust in people and the government and everything around. So, as I said, the, the situation is quite delicate. No one can come right now and, yeah, here's the plan and just follow me because this doesn't work anymore. We are not uh, followers. We are just we need to work together in order to move forward. So, yes, that's, Come that's together all. right now <laughs> for change. <laughs> all right, Sam, I need to say goodbye. We are, we are on a time limit. So thank you very much for tuning in today. And thank you, everybody that has been listening. We will have weekly updates from Lebanon and the rest of the Middle East. Catch you then. Thank you, Sam. For having me. Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you.